without further ado, let's start with the first fight, the title fight. We have Josh Warrington. He is back. Uh, Leeds boy, everyone loves him. And my God, does he get a following um, in the Leeds stadium. So it's going to be a really epic night. Also, if it begins at two, then yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, now he is IBF. Uh, uh, featherweight champion sorry I can't speak um, and he is facing his mandatory challenger who is Luis Alberto Lopez from Mexico so let's chat about Josh Warrington first um, he is 32 he has had 31 wins one loss and one draw um, he is two times world featherweight champion uh, so he won it the first time uh, back in 2018 um, and then he won it for the second time uh, which is actually in March 21 um, now let's talk about his losses because that's probably the most important thing because they're relatively recent um, now his loss was to uh, Maurizio Lara and that was in February 2021 um, and basically I think Josh Warrington just massively underestimated the Mexican um, and he got a TKO in round seven and um, now there was a rematch which is the draw um, so the rematch happened actually Josh Warrington was way more aggressive this time may well have won however there was a head clash um, so it was it was Steam to draw. Now we haven't had another rematch to actually settle that. Um, but instead, Josh Warrington faced Kiko Martinez, um, who we saw destroy Jordan Gill a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he got his belt back then. So he did beat Kiko Martinez then. So that was the last fight. And in that fight with Kiko Martinez, Josh Warrington actually broke his jaw. So this fight is the first one since that jaw break. So I don't know what that's going to do to his confidence. Hopefully he's back. Um, but he's back facing another Mexican who is also relatively unknown. So let's hope he doesn't make the same mistake of underestimating him like he did for Maurizio Lama. Um, so a bit more about Josh Warrington. He is the uh, first boxer from Leeds to win um, a major title, which is pretty cool, probably why he's loved so much. Um, he's a really great technical boxer. Um, he has quite a cool story as well. He left school um, at 16 and he was a dental technician. Um, and he actually has uh, the little uh, nickname, which is the Boxing Tooth Fairy. And it's because he essentially worked as a boxing technician simultaneously whilst uh, training and actually being a pro boxer. Um, so he's trained by his dad, who also had absolutely no experience in boxing at all whatsoever. Um, they worked together to become what they are now. Um, he even promoted himself um, from when he was 19 years old up to 23 years old. Um, and he would be fighting journeymen in leisure centers while still um, a de dental technician. In fact, he didn't stop working uh, as a dental technician until he won the European title. Um, so he really did juggle for quite a while. Um, now he really wants a massive fight in the US. He needs to win this, I would say. Um, if he does, he'll probably get those big fights um, and he'll probably be able to unify the division. That's what he wants, that's what he's going for. And um, he also wants the big paydays as well. Uh, he said quite openly, he's got um, a sister who's got autism and a brother with special needs and he wants to be able to financially support them. Um, so therefore he really is doing his best to, to make it to the top. Um, Josh Warrington is a really technical, brilliant fighter and also he's really entertaining. Um, that's why he's got so many fans. Um, and this will be a great fight. Um, 
Now let's go on to his opponent. So Luis Alberto Lopez, he's 29. As I said, he's from Mexico. Um, relatively unknown, but you can find out stuff about him. You can watch his previous fights um, on YouTube. Um, now he's a mandatory challenger. So obviously he's worked his way up. Um, he was the WBO featherweight international champion. That was back in 2019. Um, now he's got two losses on his uh, board. So we've got 26 wins, two losses, 15 of which were KOs. Um, so he's actually had a nine fight winning streak so he's coming in really really strong um his last fight was in august um that and he managed to get a second round tko and that was against a guy called yusuf vargas um if you watch that one uh, there's some really great body shots which he also did against his fight which was two previous to that uh, against isaac lowe um who we actually saw on the uh fury chisora card last week um again a lot of body shots really fast strange combinations quite unpredictable um, I think he'll give him a good fight, actually. Uh, he's come forward and he said, look, I'm, I'm going to go for strength. I'm going to go for speed. I'm going to shock him. Um, he's got a great reach as well. So I have to say, this is one to watch. And it's not like Josh Warrington is the big fat favorite. If you look at the odds, it's actually pretty close. Um, I mean, Josh Warrington just about gets better odds. Um, but no one has written off Louis Alberti Lopez. So I think we're in for a good fight, a really good fight. And something else which was quite interesting, I thought, was that Louis Alberto Lopez has also said that he thinks Josh Warrington is a bit of a dirty fighter. Um, and Maurizio Lara and Kiko Martinez have also said the same thing, that sometimes, you know, are the head clashes on purpose? Um, there's a lot of low blows going on. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Put it in the put it in the comments. You know, do you think he's a dirty fighter or not? Um, I mean, whatever you think, he brings a crowd, he brings the show, he brings the entertainment. So no matter what, it's going to be great. Tune in. Um, let's go on to the next fight. This is the fight that I'm most excited about. Um, we have Ebony Bridges and she is facing Shannon O'Connell. We've got Australia versus Australia. Um, I really like Ebony Bridges. <laughs> um, she's fun. There are loads of reasons why I'm gonna tell you why. So she's 36. Um, she is the current IBF Bantamweight uh, world champion. She has had eight fights, oh, sorry, eight wins. So nine fights because there was one loss. That one loss was to Shannon Courtenay, who interestingly is further down this card today making a comeback fight. So I'll talk about her later on. Um, now, Ebony won uh, the world title in March of this year uh, against Maria Cecilia Roman, who we've seen quite a few times on cards this year. She won that via unanimous decision. Every time I see Ebony Bridges, she gets better. Um, so even if you go on YouTube and you watch her fights, uh, she's more technical, more powerful. Uh, she, her footwork's better. Everything's better. Everything is better every time. So I'm excited about Ebony because I've watched her grow and I can't wait to see what more she brings. Um, she has a cool story. She began with karate when she was five years old and she actually competed in karate in Australia until she was 13. Uh, after that, when she was in secondary school, she went into kickboxing and Mai Tai. Um, now boxing for women in Australia was illegal. Um, back then so she didn't do any boxing at all um, <coughs> and when it came to choosing a career she wasn't a boxer obviously she couldn't so she went into bodybuilding um, and she was really good at it if you look at some photographs of her as a bodybuilder it's absolutely epic 
um, <laughs> it, it's just amazing. Now, when she was deep into that career, uh, boxing for women did become legal in Australia, but she was being really successful at bodybuilding, so didn't come to it until 2016. Um, in 2016 to 2018, she went into boxing. She became an amateur. She had 30 fights. She won 26 of them. She also won two national golden gloves. Um, so she, she really was very good very quickly, even though she came to it quite late. Um, and she went pro in 2019. Um, she actually, in her very first fight, she broke her ankle in her first fight, but she carried on and she fought on. And I think that actually gives you quite a good idea as to what kind of fighter Ebony Bridges in. A uh, bit of a brawler. She, she goes through it, she keeps going. It's absolute determination. Um, now, there is a lot of hate between her uh, opponent for tomorrow night, Shannon O'Connell. Um, Shannon O'Connell has told her she's trash, uh, told her that she dresses like a stripper. In fact, she's seen better looking strippers than Ebony Bridges. Now, if you don't know Ebony Bridges, it's probably the first photo you'll find when you, when you Google her. Like she comes to weigh-ins, not just wearing your stereotypical underwear to get on the scale. She dresses up. She wears lovely lingerie, um, covered in makeup. I think it's great. One of the reasons why I like Ebony Bridges a lot is because she showed that women could be boxers and they could be really feminine. They could be really beautiful. And I think that's a great thing. Why can't, um, you know, you have role models that say, yeah, you know what, you can be really tough, you can get in a ring, you can fight, but also you can look nice. Um, and that's great, why not? Uh, but Shannon O'Connell's got a big problem with that. In fact, quite a lot of people have a bit of a problem with it um, and say that Ebony Bridges takes it too far and she looks too slutty, blah, blah, blah. Um, so she's controversial, but who cares? That's fun. Uh, so she's a really come forward fighter as well. Um, very durable, often gets a points win. I think she will win this fight on points. That's just my, my opinion. She is favorite to win. However, let's not overlook her opponent, Shannon O'Connell. She's 39, a little bit older, uh, 26 wins, six losses and one draw. Now she is the mandatory challenger for this belt. Uh, she's number two from the uh, WBA and she's number four for the WBC. Um, so she really has worked her way up. Uh, she also held the featherweight title in 2013. So quite a while ago, but still really decent boxer. Now she's from Australia as well, like I said. She's relatively well known in Australia. She's known as the queen of boxing. Less so over here. She's only just signed with a, a bigger promotional company. So, you know, under the radar has gone through a lot of hard graft to get where she is right now. Um, like I said, hates Ebony. She's got two children, a 15-year-old girl and a 16-year-old boy. And she always says, like, I don't want, I don't want my children to be inspired. I think it's a really bad uh, role model to have uh, as Ebony Bridges. She doesn't like it at all. Um, Shannon's story into boxing is actually quite a sad one. Um, her dad was a racing car driver and he passed away in a crash um, when she was only two years old. Now, the knock-on effect from that was that her mum went into depression uh, and became a drug addict. And she actually took her own life when Shannon was 18 years old. Now, Shannon couldn't cope with this. Um, and she started to go down that same path um, in her own grief. Um, and she started doing things that, you know, people were like, you're going you're gonna to end up like your mom. They were trying to save her. Um, luckily, she got an injury in netball and went to a boxing club to try and uh, keep fit whilst that was happening or to try and help with her injury um, and fell in love with it. It gave her discipline. It gave her a path. It took her away from the lifestyle, from any of the addiction that she was suffering before. Um, she went into being an amateur. She had 50 fights. 
she went pro in 2011. She has a, a really lovely relationship with her trainer, Luke Meldon. Um, and she has said in stories how she used to fight for literally, she worked out, she was earning like 20 cents an hour or something because of the little money and the amount of money and the amount of time she was putting into it. Um, but she did it because she loved it so much and her trainer was on board completely. Um, so this is a really, really great platform for her. I'm really glad that she's here. And, and I think that she's going to put on a really good show. She might upset things. I, I think she might. Because because she's also a really comfortable fire. You know, she, this will be a, a real, you know, right from that first bell, we're going to see some action. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about this one. Uh, so that is our supporting fights. That's Ebony Bridges and Shannon O'Connell for the IBF Bantamweight World Championship title. Um, okay, so now let's move on to the next fight. Um, and this is Felix Cash, and he is facing Celso Neves. So the three fights that I'm talking about now, they're the ones that will begin at 9 p.m. after the football, just so you know when you want to tune in. Um, Felix Cash, so he is the current WBC international middleweight champion. Um, he's a really epic fighter. He's 15-0, and, and he's had 10 KOs. Um, I mean, look at any of his fights on YouTube. He's, he's got such um, power. Uh, and accuracy is really spiteful. He's a really great fighter, but he's been very um, inactive, if you like. We haven't seen much of him. Um, so uh, he has worked his way through the titles as well. He won the British title. He also won the Commonwealth title. Um, as an amateur, he won silver at nationals. He also spent three years in Team GB, but he missed out on the Olympics because he had a lot of injuries. So he's had quite a lot of bad luck, really, in his career. Um, he went pro in 2016 uh, and he's from a really big fighting family. So his dad and his uncle were boxers and they're also bare knuckle fighters. So he's just kind of been brought up with it. He began when he was nine. He went to a boxing club with his uh, two brothers. So it's just something they all do. Um, so uh, why has he been, been inactive? This is because he was on quite a lot of cancelled cards. So he was also supposed to be on the... Uh, uh, what's his name? Eubank Bencard, <laughs> the one that went completely wrong. Um, he was supposed to be there. And if you actually look, his last two fights, although he won them, um, they were 10 months apart. Um, so it's been a long time. So people are actually calling this kind of like a comeback fight for Felix Cash, even though he didn't really go anywhere. Um, and he never lost anything. You know, he's, he's still just as powerful as he was. And let's hope that that big area of in, inactivity hasn't, hasn't harmed him. So I'm excited to see him back. So like I said, he's really entertaining. Um, he is facing Celso Neves, who is 32, and he is from Portugal. Um, he has had nine wins and two losses. Um, now, his last fight was in May. Uh, that was a draw, so it was a draw as well. Um, however, he fought just one month before that as well, in April, and he won that by unanimous decision. Now, he's been super active. Um, so... Obviously, he hasn't had opponents as big as Felix Cash had, I would argue. Um, but I, I don't know. There's something about, OK, he's been in the ring a lot and, you know, he's he's ready for it. So I think that would be a great fight. Uh, so tune in, tune in. Now, I'm going to flash now to the bit that's going to start at uh, 2 p.m. Um, so... Also, I want to say who's opening the show. I just want to do a little shout out. Haven't got a picture of her. Should have got one, sorry. Um, to Rhiannon Dixon. Um, now, she is 6-0. She's a lightweight. Um, she is a Southborn. She's coming back from an injury, but she's very, very much a prospect. So um, tune in right at the beginning. I mean, hardly anyone knows her name right now, but in 2023, I'm going to put, I'm going to put my money on it, um, that she's going to 
she's going to make some moves. I think she's going to upset that division. And we know that's a stacked division for women. So I think that's exciting. Um, so look out for her. Rihanna Dixon, she'll be starting the show at two. Um, so now let's go on to the next fight that I'm going to chat about. Um, two fabulous fighters. We've got Shannon Courtenay. And she is against uh, Gemma Rueck. Okay, cool. So Shannon Courtenay. We haven't seen her for a long time. I'm going to tell you why. Um, when I did my first show with Talking Fight, I talked a little bit about Shannon. Uh, I'll tell you more about her today. Um, she was also supposed to be on the venue back card, but obviously that got cancelled, um, which was really annoying because this is her comeback fight. This is a big deal. She is 29. She has had seven wins. She has had two losses and she's had three KOs. Now, her last fight was a loss and it was to American uh, Jamie Mitchell. Um, and that was in, uh, it was March 2020, no, sorry, October 2021. Um, now, this was all a bit complicated because at the time she was the bantamweight champion. So she was world champion. It was the fight where she beat Ebony Bridges, who I talked about earlier. It was an incredible fight. Go on YouTube. Um, really, it's just full of attack right from the beginning. They are both covered in blood by the end. Um, sounds disgusting to say that, but it just, just gives you an idea of how aggressive that fight was. Um, Shannon took away the win that night. However, she wasn't able to retain her belt because when she went to the weigh-in to, to fight Jamie Mitchell, she actually didn't make weight. She has said since that this was because of hormones. Obviously, women have it every month and it must be an absolute nightmare. Um, she wasn't able to make weight. She did everything that she could to make weight, didn't make it, so she was stripped of her belt. She went into that fight feeling rubbish um, and she lost. Now, she also suffered injuries. So she's had two operations on her knee since then as well. Um, she even did a show over here in the UK called uh, SAS Here Dares Wins. Uh, she didn't tell the producers that she'd hurt her knee, so it got worse. Anyway, it's led to this massive period of inactivity and just like building herself back up. Um, and like I said earlier, it must be really strange for her on this card with Ebony Bridges tomorrow. You know, Ebony Bridges right at the top um you know she's the, the supporting act you know and then you've got Shannon Courtney much further down the card that must feel really rubbish and I, and I want her to just build her way up I really really do um she has a great story into boxing as well so she began really late she was 22 when she started um she has said again very openly that she was very overweight uh she smoked all the time uh, she drank a lot she was very unhealthy and very miserable as well um, someone said to her, oh, you should go to a boxing size class to lose weight. And so this wasn't like a boxing club. This is one of those ones that you just keep fit where it's like more cardio. Um, she went there and she said the first time she went there, it was absolutely awful. She went outside, she threw up <laughs> just to give you an idea of how uh, you know unfit she was at the time. Um, but someone came up to her and they said, actually, you were really good at punching in there. You should go to ABC Finchley. And she was like, what? Um, but she went. Uh, she went to this amazing boxing club and uh, after the very first session, she uh, woke up the next day at 6am and went for a run. She completely changed her diet. She threw her cigarettes in the bin and one year later, she won an amateur gold um, and she went pro three years after her first fight. And then literally two years after that became world champion. So you've got this great story of how actually she was just like, yeah. I'm good at this. And if I give up all of those things, I can become everything that I want to be. Um, she says it saved her life, boxing, that it changed everything. It made her who she is today. Um, 
she is a great fighter. Again, oh, you know, all four women on this card are really come forward fighters. So I think we're in for like a really good night. If you look, tune into the female fights, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be really entertaining. Um, she's chosen a tough opponent, though. Um, Gemma Ruig is not a walkover. And I think normally when you're building yourself back up, you might have chosen someone else. Um, however, I think that just means it's going to be a great fight. So let's talk about Gemma. She is 37. Probably haven't heard as much about her, though she has been quite active. Uh, we last saw her on the Savannah Marshall Shields night. Uh, she fought Ginny Fuchs quite early on. Um, she lost that fight, but previous to that, she had had two wins in her previous two fights. Um, she goes up and down in weights. Uh, she's, she's never been stopped. She is powerful. Um, Cool story as well. So she started, uh, well, with Taekwondo as a child. She's also tried a bit of MMA. Um, and she also struggled with her mental health um, and addiction. Um, and at 16, her family doctor suggested that she take up sports to try and help her with that. Now, the doctor probably meant, oh, you know, just go to the gym, work out. Um, but instead, she, she went to a boxing gym. And well, it's lucky. She totally, like, fell in love with it. Um, her boxing trainer became her husband in 2016 um, and she became two-weight world champion in the Quest Boxing League and she won some regional titles. And when she won her regional title, she did that 10 weeks after having her sixth child. Um, and she's also been known to get in the ring. I think the earliest was three weeks after giving birth. So Gemma is like tough <laughs> um, really epic, quite Quite incredible, I, I think. Um, now, she went pro in 2021. And like I said earlier, she is 37. So she knows that she's come into this a little bit late. Um, but she doesn't care. She wants to take every opportunity that she can. She wants to work her way up. And every time you see her, she is better. Um, so again, I, I want to, yeah, I'm excited to see what she does. She's had five wins and five losses. So it's completely 50-50 at the moment. But do you know what? Like I said, this is, this is quite a new thing. She's only been pro for a couple of years. So... Let's see how this is going. Also, what's quite cool, one of her sons um, called Mace, he is a boxer as well, and he is on the Bournemouth Boxer card uh, next week, which I'm also going to preview. Um, so, yeah, just thought I'd just throw that in there. All right, so now let's move on to the next fight. Um, we have James Metcalf versus uh, Courtney Pennington of the USA. So uh, let's go through this one. Um, James Metcalf, he's 34. Um, he has had 23 wins, two losses, and he's had 13 KOs. Um, it's a pretty good score sheet. Um, now, he is the current WA Continental Champion, um, and he was the Commonwealth Super World Sweet Champion as well. That was in uh, 2019. He challenged for the British title in March of 2021, but unfortunately, he did lose that one. I'll tell you about his losses. Um, so in October uh, 2021, that was to Kieran Conway. He lost by a unanimous decision. And in March 21, that was the one where he challenged for the British title. That was against Ted Cheeseman. Great fight if you want to look it up. Um, but there was a TKO in the 11th, which means he didn't take home that title. Um, he went... Uh, pro in 2011 um, and his dad is a boxer JJ Metcalf you might have heard of him he was pro in 1992 to 2000 um, and he's just signed with Matchroom the most recent fight he had was a win and um, that was back in, that was in Spain 
Um, and it was only a couple of months ago, and that was where he won the WABA Continental uh, title. That was against uh, Kerman, I don't want to say his name wrong, Laraga, Laraga. I'm sure it sounds cooler in a Spanish accent. Um, so he has got his title now. However, I still think he has something to prove because of his recent losses. I would say this is him proving um, himself and getting back on that winning streak. So this is an important fight for him to win, I'd say, especially impressing Eddie at Matchroom and trying to make sure he's on these big cards. Um, now he is against Courtney Pennington from the USA. He's 36 and very confident. Um, at the press conference, like, I mean, I was quite scared of him. Uh, yeah, he, he's up for it. He's completely up for it. Um, he's had 16 wins, five losses, um, three draws, and seven of his wins have been via KO. Now, this is the first time he's been in the UK. Um, now, his last two fights, I don't know if you know much about him. So he won his uh, last fight by unanimous decision. That was against uh, Greg Benedetti. However, it's a good fight if you want to look it up. Um, uh, Pennington does actually get knocked down in the second, but he manages to bring himself back up um, and, and managed to win by unanimous decision. Um, now, there was a loss before that. Uh, that was in March, and that was to Vlad Panin, and it was a fifth-round TKO. Um, however, before that, the last three fights before that, they were all wins. So he's up to... He, I think he wants to prove something as well. They both kind of want to get back on this uh, winning streak, which is why I think it will be a tough fight. Um, he began boxing at 23 years old, so much later as well, which is maybe why you haven't heard as much about him. And um, he had a really short amateur career, obviously. Um, and he also had some promo issues. So he was with uh, Star Boxing um, and he was super inactive. It was like one fight a year, terrible promotion, wasn't getting any attention at all. Uh, he's now with a new promotional company um, and he hopes that that's going to bring him up and he's going to be featured more. Um, he is a good mover. If you look him up, look up his previous fights, very good behind the jab. So I, again, I think it'll be a fun fight. Um, they both, you know, they both need that win, really. The favorite, though, if you want to bet, is obviously James Metcalf. Um, let's go on to the last fight that I'm going to preview for you of that card. So this is a Callum French, and he is against Kurt Jackson. Um, now, this is, I always like to mention these fights because these are the prospects. These are the ones you want to look out for. These are the ones where you're like, yeah, there's a future there, and it's fun, and it's cool to watch their career progress. So Callum French, he's 27. Um, he's 3-0. and and Kurt Jackson, he's 21, he's 3-0. So they are both right at the beginning of their career, and this is going to be an eight-round fight. Um, and Callum French, you, you might know him. He was an amateur, a really good amateur. Uh, he won European bronze, uh, and he was also famous because he had like a 35-fight winning streak. Um, he's medal, he's got so many medals for various different amateur events. He was in TB, Team GB, um, but he didn't go to Tokyo because they took away his weight class. So what happened, it was the year where they tried to make it equal for men and women. So they took away two weight classes from the men and they put in two weight classes for the women. And annoyingly for Callum, it meant that his weight category, which was uh, 60 kilograms, was taken away. He was number one at 60 kg though, so that's really irritating. And he was also ranked as number eight amateur in the world. Um, so yeah, really good prospect. That's why I'm talking about him right now because he's probably going to go places. Um, so uh, he went pro in December 2020, well, 2021. So this has been his first year. Um, his trainer, Graham Rutherford, actually began with him when he was only 11. Um, so very sweet there. Um, he's a really great counterpuncher. Uh, counter um, 
He also does cool charity stuff as well. He's an ambassador for a charity, uh, what they called uh, Ch Changing Lives. And, and most recently they built a gym for homeless people, which I think is really cool. Um, now he is facing Kurt Jackson. There is far less information on Kurt Jackson. You can barely find his fights on YouTube. Um, but he's from Yorkshire. And again, this is right at the beginning of his career. He went pro literally two months before Callum did. So this is both their first year. Um, however, the little clips I have seen, he, he is prone to letting his hands go, which I think means we're going to get an entertaining matchup. Um, he's only ever fought in Leeds. And obviously this fight is in Leeds as well. So hopefully he's going to feel really comfy. Um, now, the biggest thing about this is I said it's an eight round fight. Now, Kurt Jackson has had three fights, like I said, he's won them all on points, but they've been tiny. They've all been four rounders. Whereas Callum, he has had um, two six round fights and one eight round fight. So, you know, Kurt Jackson really is just being chucked in here. Um, you know, oh, can you just double what you did last time? Um, but, but we'll see. I, I think that they're both really young. They're both really hungry and they're both really up for it. So, um, uh, Callum French, I would say I'd pit him to win, uh, but we'll see. Um, so I hope you enjoy all of those uh, fights tomorrow night. <laughs> it's going to be live on zone that is all across the world. Um, and remember, it's wonky weird times. So 2 p.m. the card starts and kicks off with Rhiannon uh, Dixon. Then they're going to break at seven for the football. Then they're going to come back at nine. Um, and after nine, you'll see Felix Cash, Ebony Bridges and Josh Warrington. So tune in for... All of it, you know, bits, all of it, whatever you want to do. It's a great day of sport. Um, however, I don't know what that stadium is going to be like if England lose. But let's just hope they win and then it's going to be a really epic night. Um, all right. So join me again next week. Um, I will be previewing probably the final fight of this year. Um, I can't believe we're at Christmas already. And that is going to be the boxer card over in Bournemouth, where we are going to see Chris Billum Smith back in action and the fabulous Caroline Dubois. So uh, join me next week for another preview. Um, really hope you enjoyed tomorrow. If you like this video and if you find the previews useful, please hit like or subscribe and tune in next week. I'm always here, 2 p.m. UK time on Talking Fight with me, Holly Donovan. See you soon.